This episode is brought to you by TBS. It's October, and that means the MLB postseason is back on TBS. You can watch the biggest and brightest in the American League take the field and battle it out for a spot in the World Series. There will be crazy hits and clutch performances, jaw-dropping action from the Division Series on October 11th, and, of course, you have to watch the crowning of the next American League champion. Catch the best of the MLB postseason all month long on TBS. heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, hockey, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Tuesday, February 23rd. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, we're ready to break down this Tuesday NHL card. Uh, It's a six-game NHL card on this Tuesday, so not as many games as we normally get uh, on a Tuesday, but still some uh, interesting matchups to break down. It was a good night for both Alex and myself with our plays last night in NHL action. Always feel good when you're coming off a nice, winning, profitable night. Uh, Hopefully, we can keep that rolling here into Tuesday uh, the Montreal Canadiens are going to hope to get their offense rolling going into Tuesday. They're taking on the Ottawa Senators. Montreal minus 210 to minus 215 road favorites. Uh, the total six across the board here in this one. And yes, the Montreal Canadiens are indeed having trouble finding the back of the net right now. Uh, there's no question about that. It has been a struggle for Montreal as of late uh, to find uh, the back of the net to get their offense going. A 3-2 victory for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, in overtime in the matchup on Sunday between these two teams. But uh, look, this Ottawa team is three and two guys in their last five games. You know, two of the wins have been in overtime, but the Senators work ethic, you know, compete level, just hanging around, staying in games. That is exactly what we've seen from this Ottawa team. You know, you're seeing Drake Batherson start to get things going a bit for them. Brady Kachuk, uh, you know, Tim Stutzla has been uh, a really good a player for the Senators, just a rookie, but at times hasn't even looked out of place one bit, hasn't looked like a rookie whatsoever by his play on the ice. Uh, So definitely the the Ottawa Senators have a lot to like about the way they're going. And as I mentioned with Montreal, trending in the other direction, having trouble uh, scoring uh, in recent games, and just two and five in their last seven games going into this one. They've scored only 13 goals in those seven games combined. 
uh, you know, Nick Suzuki was talking about, you know, can't, can't get frustrated. We're overthinking things. And it's that same old thing. And you know, it was coming. You knew we were going to hear it from the Montreal Canadiens, from Claude Julien, from the players with this scoring slump, because every team known to man in the NHL says the same rhetoric, the same BS baloney, you know, just, you know, shoot the baloney. That's exactly what Montreal is doing. We got to shoot the puck more. We got to get more traffic. And how many times do we hear this from teams when they're having trouble finding the back of the net? And now it's like a broken record. It's like someone put a tape in the tape recorder and they keep pressing the rewind button. That's exactly what's happening here. We hear Montreal now saying the same things every team seems to say when they're having trouble scoring goals. So we'll see if they simplify things. I'm telling you what, right now, you look at the season series, guys. Ottawa's beaten Montreal twice now. And the other Montreal wins were one-goal games. So how the hell do you lay a big price with Montreal, much less the puck line, minus one and a half, when these teams have just played some really tight competitive games consistently with one another. So I think if you like Montreal, maybe you look first period. I think that's kind of interesting to me, maybe a first period puck line, maybe the first period over. And I haven't looked at many first period overs. That's usually Alex's domain. Uh, but this one makes kind of sense to me. Uh, it makes some sense to me to look maybe over in the first period. Montreal to really be on the front foot early in the game, try to get this stagnant offense going. It was shocking to me they got held to two goals and Thomas Shabbat didn't play in that last game for Ottawa. Keep in mind, that was the third game he missed this season, clearly the best defenseman on the Senators. And in the two games prior without him, they gave up eight goals and seven goals, eight to Edmonton, seven to Toronto. And yet without him against Montreal, they held the abs to two goals, which kind of speaks volumes about how Montreal's offense has kind of dried up in recent games. But I think they will be Fast starters tonight, Montreal. So I would lean to the first period puck line and also the first period over one and a half uh, in this one. Alex, what do you think here? Habs taking on the Senators. Yeah, I've noticed an interesting trend with these two teams. In the last four meetings they played, the first period over has cashed, uh, usually each team scoring a goal, but the games have gone under. You've had seven straight full game unders uh, between these two teams, but in the last four games, even cashing the first period over, things have settled down over the last 40 minutes of play. Uh, and been able to cash the under. So that's what I'm looking at here. I'm going to be looking at uh, probably playing a half unit or a quarter unit on that first spirit over because you're laying $1.35, $1.40. That's a bit steep. But then I'll be looking to jump right in with a live under. You can even take the under right now at six. I, I feel comfortable with that as well. Uh, Matt Murray, he struggled, obviously, this year. He's three, nine, and one. But against Montreal in his career, he's actually pretty good. He is six and two with a uh, Look at a 2.11 goals against and a 9.30 save percentage. So those are some solid numbers. Uh, but being in a short, you know, sample eight games overall. But uh, like I said, these two teams have played each other tight, and the fact that Montreal hasn't been able to score, there's no reason to look at laying a big price with them. Maybe they go down one nothing and can find something to play in game. Uh, this is definitely the, the probably the best way to approach this contest would be something uh, in play. But I like that first period over, and then looking for a live full game under. Makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, you're right. It's been uh, goals early in the first 20 minutes and not as many later in the game. Uh, we've seen that consistently with these two teams. And uh, yeah, I mean, Ottawa's been a thorn uh, in Montreal's side. Uh, there's no question about that. We'll see if they can be that one more time tonight. Uh, Jimmy Murphy uh, with us as well. He just joined us while we were breaking down that game. Jimmy, welcome in. What do you think here with Montreal-Ottawa? Well, first off, before I get into what I think of this game, I just want to say to the people up in uh, Montreal right now, starting to call for Claude Julien's head and uh, say that he should be fired, uh, lay off the crack pipe. That, that's what I have to say to you. He, <laughs> he's, he's the furthest 
thing from the problem in that in, with that team right now. Uh, this is just a team that's that, like any other team is going through a little rough patch here. And, you know, it, it's interesting. A lot of people will say that he's stubborn and he won't change lines and he doesn't like young players, which this, it's just this narrative that got started here in Boston with him that that's never been held true. And, you know, when you ask him to prove the facts and throw it out there and, okay, explain what you mean by that, they can't do it. But they, these people just say this in the media because everyone else is saying it. And, you know, it just shows you the laziness uh, that sometimes takes place uh, in sports media. And, and it's quite frankly, it's a little sad and it's embarrassing to my profession. So I think people should, uh, should do some research before they start calling for Claude Julian Ted. As for this game, uh, I, I just think this game, uh, yeah, it, it, you guys nailed it everything there and it's one of these games and I forget there was a team like that last year who used uh, Alex might remember I mean I, I feel like we had a team that we focused on that a lot of times the first period would hit under but then they go over in the game or vice versa uh it'd be over in the first period and under in the game uh so you got to look for trends like that and and obviously we've stumbled upon one right here so I'm going to go with that as well give me the give me the first period over there uh and I'm also going to say uh that the Senators, uh, you know, and this won't go good for Claude Julian, but uh, I like the Senators to take this game in regulation. Wow, in regulation, not just to win. Uh, yeah. You know, just the regular money line is like plus 190 here uh, in that range, plus 190 to plus, 180, plus 180 to plus 190 uh, in that range on Ottawa. Uh, the regulation line would obviously be even more than that. So, uh, Jimmy, going for a big one here, big payday with the uh, Sens uh, in regulation. And you know what? Carey Price is probably going to be in net tonight, and his well, numbers aren't great. There you go. And you want to look, you want to pinpoint a problem with the Montreal Canadiens? Why doesn't the media up there get some, you know, you know what, between their legs and go after him? It's like taboo for them not to criticize Carey Price. He's the problem right now. He is the problem. Look, just look at the, the record between him and Jake Allen right now. It's plain and simple. It's it, it, it's just it's pretty obvious to me. He is the issue right now, and they need to figure that out fast, or this team will never make it to where they want to go, and that's the Stanley Cup final. If Carey Price doesn't get it together or they don't figure out a, an alternative solution to Carey Price, then they're going to have issues going forward. That's not coaching. It's goaltending. That's what it's come down to, and that's why I like the Senators in this game because Carey Price is not in a good place right now. If Price uh, continues to struggle, would you consider possibly you know a trade to move him and, and make Allen yeah. a permanent starter? I, I would have considered that trade in the offseason. I don't know why Carey Price isn't on the Colorado Avalanche right now. Maybe it's because they don't want to uh, you know feed the Avalanche another goalie 20 years later. Uh, and watch him go on and win a Stanley Cup. Right. I don't know. But I, I seriously yeah, would have yeah. done that already. No, Pat, 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 or Don Cherry would say Pat Roy the sequel, uh, maybe for Carey uh, <laughs> uh, Price going there. Um, but you know what? Josh Anderson's the one guy I'll, I'll absolve any blame for the struggles on him. I think he's played great every night. But Brennan Gallagher's got to start finding the back. And I don't question his work ethic or his effort because that's usually always there, but he's just not getting the production right now. Shea and Weber looks hurt. Off. Shea Weber, you're right, less than 100%. Jonathan Drouin, I mean, this guy's totally invisible. Can't find him with a telescope on the ice most nights. I mean, we're still waiting for him to find something, you know, in yeah. the tank for this uh, for this first-round pick, for crying out loud. You know, and, and he's just hardly resembled that kind of player at all you know, in his NHL career so far. So there's a lot of issues with the uh, Montreal yep. Canadiens. Uh, they've cooled off. Uh, the, um, the the struggles have been eminent, will, imminent, or 
predominant. We'll see if they can uh, uh, bounce back here tonight against uh, Ottawa in this one. We've got the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals. Next game up, about even money, uh, minus 110 on both sides here. The total, six, six and a half, depending on uh, where you look here. Uh, look, I mean, uh, I think Jimmy thought this way about Pittsburgh. I thought this way about Pittsburgh. Um, I kind of thought that with Burke and Hextall coming there, it would wake the team up. It would snap them to attention a little bit. It would make them realize that, hey, these guys could make a move if we don't show them something in terms of performance on the ice. Because all three of the core three, you know, the three guys that have been there throughout this great run of excellence for Pittsburgh over the last decade plus where they've won multiple cups. Who are those three guys? Crosby, Malkin, and Latang, And they've all been bandied about in trade rumors and trade speculation uh, for the last year. Crosby, not as much, but definitely Malkin and especially Latang. And this is one of those situations for Pittsburgh where they had struggled early in the year. They were below 500 about a week or two ago. And it was at the point where if you're Pittsburgh and you see Brian Burke and as your new president of hockey ops and Ron Extall as your new GM, hey, if we want to prove to these guys that we shouldn't have this thing blown up, we shouldn't have our team dismantled. We've got to go out there and give them a reason to keep this core together. And I think they're trying to give Burke and Hextall that reason uh, with the way they're playing right now. They've won four of their last five games. They impressively uh, took back-to-back against the Islanders. Uh, got to like what I'm seeing from Pittsburgh. Defensively, they've been better. Let's give Tristan Jari credit. Very good season last year. Horrible start to this year. But he's played a lot better uh, in net in recent games. And you're seeing some of their top players start to produce and put the puck in the net, which is a good sign. Uh, Mike Sullivan has uh, uh, jumbled around his uh, line combinations during this uh, extended better play from the uh, Penguins, and it's really worked. Uh, these new line combinations have worked. Even Latang, his play's improved. He got two goals the other night uh, against uh, the Islanders. Uh, Gensel, Crosby, and Kasperi Kapanen, the former Leaf, has really played well, stepping up and given a top-line role alongside Crosby and Gensel because of the fact he's played so well. So Pittsburgh's in good form going into this game. Washington, not so much. I know they rallied to beat New Jersey, but very fortuitous to win that game. They didn't get off to a good start. In fact, the first period, they were pretty much dominated by the Devils, and it took them a while to wake up in that Sunday afternoon game. Still a lot of holes with this team defensively. Their penalty kill has kind of struggled. That's a little bit of an issue. In fact, early in the season, you could have said Pittsburgh's the worst defensive team. Pittsburgh's actually improving at that end of the ice. I think Washington's getting worse. Uh, I like Pittsburgh here, even money. They're a team to me that's a ride with them team right now, feeling good, four wins in their last five, playing probably their best hockey of the season. The price is reasonable. I'll go with Pittsburgh here, minus 110. Don't like the over as much as the side in this game, but I'm obviously at, with the six being available at Bet Online, among other spots. Got to look over the total with these two teams that are seven and one. Uh, to the over in the last eight head-to-head meetings between them. So I like over six here, minus 120, and Pittsburgh as well uh, at about minus 110 even money. Alex, what's your thoughts here, Penguins and Capitals? So yeah, this is the uh, 634th meeting between these two teams this season, it seems like. It seems like every other day we see Penguins-Capitals or Capitals-Penguins. Uh, these two teams are obviously very familiar with, with each other going back a while now. But uh, I got to go with the old not-so-fast, my friend. I like Washington in this spot. And, you know, we talk about the splits uh, between home and road, mostly with Carter Hart and Philly. But I looked at the splits today with Tristan Jari. It's a huge difference between him at home and on the road. Uh, you know, in Pittsburgh, he's 26-8-1 in his career. Uh, on the road, 13-17-4. and 
So, you know, he's one of those guys that has really benefited from home cooking. Uh, now they got to go on the road. Those last four games they played against the Capitals were all at home. Uh, and you look at this Washington team that's 6-3-1 and one at home on the season. Uh, I think this might be a spot here where Washington, you know, getting guys healthy again. They've won three of their last four. Uh, I think they'll be able to get the spot here. So looking like I said, you find it anywhere between even money and $1.05 uh, or even plus money at some shops. So shop around for the best price. But I like Washington in this spot tonight. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Ilya Samsonov. Someone's asking us in our live YouTube chat as we're recording this show that what's going on with Samsonov. He's apparently been recalled from Hershey where he had a little conditioning stint down there, and he's apparently available and at the ready to make a restart for the first time, but they're being extra cautious, extra conservative with him, and that start is not going to be tonight. It's going to be Vitek Vanacek. Uh, one more time in net for the uh, Washington Capitals. So we're going to be waiting at least another night for Samsonov to come back. To be honest with you, I would have liked Pittsburgh even more if Samsonov was in net because he hasn't played in forever. Not exactly uh, of the belief he'd be razor sharp and uh, on top of his game first start in such a long period of time. Jimmy, what do you think here, Penguins, Capitals? Well, I think if the uh, if the Penguins played the Capitals every game, man, they, they win the Cup. I mean, they did seem to own the, the Capitals. Uh, their speed has been on full display there, uh, kind of with those middle six guys. You know, maybe not always the Crosbys or the Malkins, what have you, that are stepping up. It's more those middle six guys on their forward group that have stepped up uh, for the Penguins against the Capitals in a recent game. So I'm liking the Penguins on this. Uh, I'm going to take them just straight up on the money line to win this game. All right. Alex's point is good about the road problems for Pittsburgh, not just Jari. The, the team as a whole on the road hasn't been as good. So I am definitely that is a little bit of a concern of mine. Two and six. They are uh, on the road this season, the Penguins. But, you know, I like not many of those road games have come with them in the form they're in right now. So I'm going to ride the, the current form of the Pens. Uh, so we're split here. We got uh, Alex liking Washington and Jimmy and I like in Pittsburgh. I also like the over here in this one. Chicago and Columbus. We've got the uh, Blue Jackets minus 115 to minus 120. Uh, home favorites total five and a half across the board in this one. John Tortorella, none too happy after a really awful effort from his team against Nashville. It's almost like they thought this Nashville team stinks after the three nothing shutout win they had against them. We'll just walk onto the ice, skate onto the ice you know, just assume we're going to win this game. And they were just, their their brains were disconnected from their bodies in that game. There was turnovers galore. There was losing puck battles all over the ice in the penalty box. Most of that game, uh, the Blue Jackets were as well. And to make matters worse, Elvis Merzlikens did leave the building the other night uh, against the uh, Predators due to injury. So didn't finish the game. Eunice Corpusalo had to finish the game for the Jackets. Uh, and now Merzlikens is out for a little bit. So it will be Eunice Corpusalo. Uh, it will be in the net for sure. And, you know, he's kind of struggled this year. There's no qu- denying that whatsoever. He's not had the season he did a year ago. Remember, he was so good uh, in the regular season, especially at playoff time, but just a 3.46 goals against average, 889 save percentage. So that's definitely uh, a pause for concern for me with the Jackets going into this game tonight. However, I like the spot for them. I like the situation. They've been pretty good after a poor game playing a lot better back home. They're five and two this season at home off of a loss. Uh, That's the situation for the Jackets here. Chicago hasn't played since last Friday, so they've actually had some time off, and it was that 5-3 loss to the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Really no shame losing to Carolina, but I am going to point something out here with Chicago. There's something that doesn't jive here. We We do know they've played better defensively. There's no question. You can't take that completely away from them, but they're in a spot where The goals that they've allowed, I believe they've allowed 2.9 goals per game this season, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks team, 
it doesn't match or doesn't equate with their high danger chances allowed. Because you look at it, they're 15th in goals allowed per game, but they've given up still the most, the seventh most high danger scoring chances of any team in the NHL. So it tells you that maybe there's been some puck luck. The, the puck's just not going in at times for the opponents getting these chances. Lankinen has certainly played well enough to make himself a factor in keeping the puck out of the net. But to me, we're going to see regression for this Blackhawks defense. All right. They're not going to keep this up uh, forever uh, the way they've played this season. And they do have uh, a couple of key injuries uh, starting to mount a little bit uh, on that blue line as well. Uh, they, they did have an injury to Connor Murphy. It looks like he might be back tonight. That's certainly going to help. I think he's played pretty solid uh, at times for the uh, Blackhawks, but still we've seen some defensive, you know, warts start to reappear again for the Blackhawks. The Carolina game, Certainly was one of them. Uh, I think you're going to continue to see that because, again, when you look at the uh, advanced numbers, they're still giving up too many quality opportunities, but the goals aren't, you know, basically in stride with the uh, number of quality chances they're giving up. So I think you're going to start to see that uh, defense start to regress a little bit. Wouldn't surprise me if that's here. I like the spot for the Jackets. So minus 115, minus 120 here on Columbus. I am on the Jackets here as a home favorite in a bounce back situation. And also uh, five and a half with Columbus these days, you know, you can get over those numbers. They have been a heavily trending over team really since that lion, a Roslovic uh, trade deal and Dubois, of course, going the other way occurred. They've been more over than under Columbus since then. I think we get more of the same here. So I like the jackets. I like over five and a half as well. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Chicago, Columbus. I'm staying away from this game uh, from the side. I might be looking at the regulation draw here. Uh, plus 315. You mentioned some great points about Columbus. Obviously, like I said, uh, Tortorella wasn't happy with the club at the way that they lost to Nashville. So, uh, you know, he's going to get guys fired up. And like I said, this offense has been really rolling as of late. You look on the flip side with the Hawks, uh, you know, the, the injuries on defense, not too super concerned. Lucas Carlson is the one who's going to be on the uh, IR for a couple of weeks with a strain going. Connor Murphy is back in the lineup. Uh, and they got Kevin Lincoln in that, and that's really been the key. What's keeping them, like you said, why they haven't, uh, you know, they've been winning games. This defense, we've been talking about how bad this blue line is for years now. So that hasn't been the case. They're playing better than expected, but Lincoln has really been the key to their defense for the most part. And he's going to start tonight. And the fact they've had days off, they had that Saturday game that was supposed to be against Carolina that was postponed and moved. Uh, so they've had some time to rest. They've done well in this road trip. Like I said, they've been competitive in every game for the last couple of weeks right now. Uh, so like I said, the, the spot and the price lean with, with Columbus, but this does seem like one of those Hawks games. Somebody mentioned in the chat where they, the Hawks can kind of just sneak up and win, especially if they get uh quality goaltending from Lincoln. once again, so uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see this one be two, two or three, three after regulation. So I'll take a shot with the draw plus three fifteen. Plus three fifteen on the draw. Yeah, definitely. I could see this being a one goal game either way for sure. Uh, it's probably going to be a competitive contest. They've played a lot of close games already this year, head to head Hawks and Jackets. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here with uh, Chicago and CBJ? Yeah, I'm going to pass on this one, guys. Just don't have a really good grasp on it. Um, but, you know, you look at Columbus, though. It's been a team I know, Ian, you've watched closely. And uh, they're they're a tough team to figure out, but they've come through more often than not. So I'll, I'll keep an eye on this, uh, maybe do some in, in-game betting, but not uh, no, no bet for me right now. Patrick Kane, by the way, 26 points in 19 games. Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yes, it is for yeah. the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. No question about that. He's been uh, awesome. Uh, DeBrinket's been good. 
Uh, you know, Kubalik started to get it going lately for them uh, as well. Uh, Pius Suter has been a revelation. And Philip Kurashev, you know, the rookie, you know, he's getting a better and better with each game uh, as well. So all of a sudden the offense that even without Taves and Doc still haven't played yet this season, uh, lots of options uh, offensively for this Chicago team. Uh, next quick, game. Oh, like, a quick point with the, with that, the Hawks. You mentioned Kurashev. He's going to move up from the fourth line to the third line most likely tonight because Dylan Strom is out with a concussion. So the, yeah. I'm guessing they'll have Reese Johnson move uh, back in the lineup at the fourth line. But Kurashev, he's the guy that needs to get those kind of – he's going to float around in, in between lines for a while. But uh, we've seen him, like you said, score goals and, and come up big. So you know he's not going to get top six minutes. But even on that third line, him being the scoring option in there, that's going to really open things up for, for this offense. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he'll be playing on a third line, looks like, with Carl Soderberg and Matthias Janmark tonight uh, on this uh, Chicago team. Next up, we've got Buffalo uh, and New Jersey. We've got the uh, Devils, minus 140 home favorites, uh, total five and a half. New Jersey's taking money. I do agree uh, with this move toward the uh, New Jersey side. Uh, Buffalo Sabres, uh, it's just even when they play halfway good, and I thought they did play halfway reasonably good last night uh, against the New York Islanders. They're still finding ways to lose frustrating as can be they can't win when they don't play well and they can't win when they kind of do play well you know that's the kind of rut the uh, sabers are in right now uh, and that's exactly what we saw uh, last night outshot the islanders 36 to 23 however you, the islanders still had from the uh, expected goal margin and high danger statistics still had some of the better chances but still buffalo played the islanders pretty much toe to toe and, and ended up losing again 3 to 2 and ralph kruger uh, kind of with a quote that really worries me about, and it's a red alert and a red flag that this could be hangover city for Buffalo tonight after that tough loss against the Islanders. He said something like, this is a painful trip back to New Jersey tonight. I have to tell you, this is probably the most painful loss of the season for the way we were actually able to neutralize them, create opportunities, but to come out on the short end of the stick again, you know, we just have to accept responsibility for that. That's not a bet on quote from my head coach. No way. It's talking about, you know, we're moping around, we're got our heads heads uh, held low, uh, hanging our heads, that kind of mentality. When you've got to go on the road and play the second of back-to-back -back games against a New Jersey team that has been a very, very hardworking, tough out every single night. I worry about that. And the Devils probably not going to look past Buffalo considering they lost to the Sabres on Saturday afternoon by a score of 3-2. to two. Uh, I like what I see from the Devils, though. They beat the Rangers and the Boston and the Bruins impressively in their first two games following their COVID shutdown, even with some guys out of the lineup. Now they're pretty much fully healthy. Jack Hughes has taken a huge step forward this year as the face of the franchise. They're expecting him to be 11 points, 13 games for Jack Hughes with the Devils this season. Kyle Palmieri, Pavel Zaka, Miles Wood have played excellent for them as well. They've held their own defensively, 2.7 goals per game allowed. And it looks like Mackenzie Blackwood back in the net tonight for the New Jersey Devils. He has been marvelous. There, are, there aren't enough words, you know, to describe how good Mac Blackwood has been in net for the Devils. Uh, I agree with this move here. Uh, New Jersey, to me, after losing to Buffalo, I don't see them losing to them again. Again, when I talk about revenge spots in all sports, I like the revenge spots when I feel it's the better team in revenge, and I, I feel that way when it comes to New Jersey. So I actually laid a buck thirty. It's up to a buck forty. You're getting to the point where if I if you bet it now, maybe look regulation. But for the purposes of the show, I'll still recommend the full game money line minus one forty here on New Jersey to get the victory. Alex, what's your take here with the uh, Sabers and Devils? Yeah, these. I mean, these are two 
you know, fairly bad teams and mentioned it, but like I said, the the only way I can look here would be New Jersey, and I'm actually going to take a shot with them in regulation. I, I grabbed it at plus one ten. Uh, he said this, you know, Buffalo. This is their third road game in four nights. Uh, he said the you know quotes out of the locker room aren't, aren't sounding too well, and this is a team now. Like I said, you know, I'm hearing more and more rumblings about you know Eichel possibly being moved. Uh, they're going to have to do something to shake things up, and, and, and you know, it's not going to be this year. Doesn't seem like it's going to be next year either. I don't know where. Uh, from a franchise point of view, this Buffalo team's going to go. It just seems like they go around in circles uh, every five, six years. So uh, it's not well. But like I said, you know, New Jersey finally getting healthy, get things back on track. And, and they're right where they're supposed to be. You know, they're going to be bottom of the barrel, but they're working on things. Uh, you know, Blackwood still needs to develop more, still needs to get more games in. Like I said, they, they've got some, you know, budding stars on offense, slowly growing and maturing. So uh, this is a spot for them, like I said, in the revenge spot. This is a, this will be a, a true test of where they're going uh, directionally. So I like New Jersey here to, to get the win in regulation. All right, New Jersey in regulation. You can get that at plus 110. So a plus money price if you like the Devils in 60. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Buffalo, New Jersey. Yeah, guys, this New Jersey team definitely has impressed me. Uh, I got to see them in person last week uh, when they played the Bruins and beat the Bruins in that game last Thursday. And they're, they're scrappy, but they're more than that. They've got some skill. I mean, we know they've got some good young kids coming up the ladder. You listed some of those kids uh, and how well they played there. And Blackwood, like you said, Alex, is developing. He's, I think he's ahead of where I would have expected him at this point. So, I, you know, I give a lot of credit to their goaltending coach, coaches there. Uh, I like New Jersey in this game. Uh, give me New Jersey in regulation. All right, uh, Alex and uh, Jimmy both like in regulation with the uh, Devils here in at uh, plus 110 uh, against the uh, Sabres with the uh, Sabres obviously in a back-to-back -back situation after playing the Islanders uh, last night. We've got Nashville-Detroit uh, in the uh, next game. Nashville minus 160 road favorites total, five and a half shaded to the under uh, in this game. I'm going to keep the analysis very, very, very brief in this uh, game. I'm always interested and I always will be looking to bet against, in some form, Nashville when they're laying minus 150 or more against anybody, home or away. Simple as that. Uh, it, that that's all this bet boils down to. Maybe they do win this game. I will admit, for as much as I've heckled this Nashville team this season and last year, they played better against Columbus uh, in that victory on Saturday. But, you know, how many times do we see this? I'd love to actually see what this team has done off a win. And I'm telling you right now, off the top of my head, the Nashville Predators off a victory have not done very well uh, this season. Uh, I'm going to find that out for you, but uh, I know it's uh, not very pretty. Uh, one and four just in their last five games uh, off a victory. So what's that tell you? Uh, it tells you that they can't string wins together. And bad teams or teams that are not all that great often can't string uh, multiple wins together. Now, you could say the same thing about Detroit because <laughs> they won their last game uh, against Florida. But very impressive. I mean, the Panthers, we know how good they're playing. Uh, right now and for Detroit to beat them you could say Florida looked past them after drubbing them in the first game but still for Detroit to bounce back and beat that Panthers team the way Florida has been playing this season still says a lot uh, about the Red Wings and to me it's just this game is probably closer than a minus 160 price tag that's hanging out there with the Nashville Predators here in this game so it's, it's again it's not uh, something that I'm quite as strong on as some of the other bets tonight but uh, absolutely going to put a piece of Detroit plus 140 uh, on the board here uh, against Nashville. Alex, what do you think here? Preds, Red Wings. Yeah, these are, you know, two teams that are really kind of struggling in their own rights, but Detroit has dominated against uh, Nashville and especially as an underdog. They've been an underdog in the last 14 meetings. And they've gone 10 and three 
uh, in that stretch. Uh, but what's interesting is that the Red Wings now, I guess it's more, like I said, a testament to the lack of defense and, and the bad goaltending they're getting. But uh, they're seven and three the last 10 of the first period over. Uh, including three of the last four meetings with Nashville going over in the first period. So I grabbed this at minus a dollar five. I like it all the way up to uh, no more than a dollar fifteen, dollar twenty. Uh, but you shop around and should be able to find some solid prices on this first period over. I think uh, Detroit will find a way to, to score. Like it's going to be Rene and Grice, two goalies you can't trust. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to be a, a, a track meet. This might be one of those games, like I mentioned, with Montreal Auto, where we see early scoring and then things kind of taper down and, uh, you know, teams settle in. But I at least like the first period to go over one and a half tonight. Yes, and uh, Pekka Rene, actually, it's, uh, something about John Hines wanting to start Rene against Detroit, because if it is indeed him, he started both of the games against Detroit earlier uh, this season. So it uh, looks like he might be uh, sticking with him. Philip Forsberg's the one guy on Nashville. I got to give him credit from start to finish this season. He's played great. Uh, it's just unfortunate that a lot of the other forwards on this team aren't uh, joining him for the ride and helping this team find some consistent offense. Obviously, they had a four-goal uh, showing against Columbus, but those have been few and far between uh, for the Predators, as have stringing two straight wins together. Hasn't happened very often for Nashville this year. Uh, Jimmy, uh, what's your take here, Nashville-Detroit? Guys, my take would be I'm passing on this game. Just one of the, you know, both these teams uh, struggling. I think Detroit's obviously headed in a much better direction if you look at the big picture. But yeah, Nashville continues to struggle right now, and I'm just waiting for the uh, the pieces to start being sold off there after the news this weekend that pretty much everybody except Roman Yossi, Pekka Rennie, and Ryan Ellis are available. So keep an eye on the Predators as they go forward here when it comes to the trade market. Dylan Larkin, by the way, living up to the billing as captain of the Red Wings. He's played well, 11 points for him. Uh, for uh, this season. So uh, Detroit, uh, that was a good move. Dylan Larkin was, I think, the logical choice uh, to be the captain. He's playing well on the ice. Edmonton and Vancouver. We've got Edmonton minus 130. Uh, road favorites, total six and a half across the board here. Uh, in this one, the uh, Edmonton Oilers just uh, all of a sudden have surged all the way up to second place in the North Division, trailing only the Toronto Maple Leafs. So here we are. The Oilers have just, uh, after a really shaky uh, disappointing start to the season. Uh, they've definitely turned that around. Eight and two in their last ten. Six and one uh, in their last seven games. Four and zero oh in their last road games. So they went away from home. For me, it's very difficult to step in front of Edmonton right now. They just clobbered Calgary uh, by a score of seven to one on Saturday. Beat them the night before, two to one. And that's what's impressive about Edmonton right now is they're winning low-scoring games. That if they have to play a tighter defensive game. They showed an ability to win that style of game, and they've obviously shown the ability to win the higher scoring games, which they're capable of doing, especially on nights when Connor McDavid is going to have a hat trick uh, like he had on Saturday uh, against the uh, Calgary Flames. So it's been impressive. And, hey, Mike Smith is playing great hockey for the uh, Edmonton Oilers right now. He had one bad game where he got pulled against Winnipeg. They lost that game 6-5. to five. Throw that game out. He's been excellent in every other start he's made this year for the uh, Oilers. Vancouver, on the other hand, that's got to be a crushing blow to the psyche. An already fragile hockey team. He had a 2 nothing lead against Winnipeg the other night after losing to Winnipeg in the first meeting and getting shut out. And you couldn't bring that game home to the win column. Uh, it's uh, very, very frustrating if you're the Canucks. They end up losing 4-3 uh, in overtime as Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, springs to life for the Jets getting his first two goals with his new team, including the overtime winner. 
you know, that's the issue with uh, Vancouver. Some nights they can't score, like when they got shut out against Winnipeg. And then there's other nights, the defensive lapses and the inability to get a save at the most important times of the game from either Demko or Holpe comes back to bite them. And it did the other night against the uh, Jets. So it's a team struggling with confidence. I think they're going to probably come out with a spirited effort here. But, you know, with Edmonton going the way they're going right now, I'm not interested in going against the Oilers at this point in time. So, you know, I'm not laying the minus 130 either, but I, if I had to lean, I'd lean a little bit to the Edmonton side here. I'd lean a little bit to the over, but six and a half was not what I was hoping for. I was hoping for six, didn't get it. So right now uh, it's a pass for me on this game. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Edmonton, Vancouver. Yeah, I got much of nothing on this one. Like you said, you know, Vancouver is still uh, struggling mightily. And like you said, we're seeing Mike Smith play well. He's four, four and oh, in his first four stars, but you know, you kind of wonder when is the, the other shoe going to drop for him? Uh, he started, you know, letting in some some soft goals. He, he's he's bound to do that at some point. So this could be that matchup. Like you said, the total's too high. Uh, not crazy about laying uh, even that shorter price with with Edmonton. Uh, like I said, if Mike Smith doesn't play uh, his A game once again, so I'm just gonna completely pass this. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely lean over. I know there's some people in the chat liking the over. I definitely do. Uh, Edmonton's offense is certainly good enough to give Vancouver fits. They did earlier this season. Demko's numbers aren't great. It is Thatcher Demko in net confirmed tonight. Four and eight, three point three one goals against average, nine oh one save percentage. Those aren't great numbers by any stretch. And I still think Mike Smith. There's some regression coming. I mean, four and oh, uh, come on, Mike, uh, he's been good. I'll give him that. He's been excellent actually. But he is not going to sustain a one point eight three goals against and a nine forty save percentage. For the rest of the season he just won't you know there's going to be a little bit of a tumbling down at some point uh for mike smith it's just a question of when in my opinion but for now he's feeling it so uh good on him uh jimmy uh oilers canucks well I i'm gonna go with mike smith feeling it right now guys and i'm gonna take uh the oilers in regulation in this and also another official play on it i will go with the under under six and a half i, I like the way that edmonton not just mike smith between the pipes, but they've committed to team defense over the last couple of weeks. And it's really paying off right now for that Oilers team. Uh, Tippett has got them buying in. And I think that's why they're winning. You look at their recent games to Jimmy's point about Edmonton committing to defense, one goal allowed to Calgary, one goal allowed to Calgary, two goals allowed to Winnipeg, you know, in their last three wins, they had that game where Smith didn't play well and they gave up six to the jets. And then before that shut out Montreal, hold Ottawa to two goals, Old Ottawa to one goal. So this has been an extended stretch of them playing good team defense. Darnell Nurse has led the way. I think he's been excellent uh, on the blue line. And I'm not just saying that because he's from Hamilton where I am. He's legitimately played well. I'm happy for him. He's a Hamiltonian like me. Uh, but he has legitimately played well uh, for the Edmonton Oilers uh, this season uh, on that blue line. And it's pretty impressive because let's not forget, Edmonton this season is without probably arguably their best guy on the blue line in Oscar Clefbaum. You know, who's not going to play at all this year for the Oilers. And to see them still making these strides defensively, it gives you reason for optimism. I think now the biggest area where the Oilers have to improve is they got to start getting something from the third and the fourth line offensively. They don't have to score every night. They don't have to produce uh, points every night. But you got to start getting something from James Neal and uh, Tyler Ennis and uh, some of those guys, some of the Alex Chiesan's actually been decent, but he's about the only guy giving you something offensively from the bottom six. It can't always be McDavid, Nuge, and Leon. And yes, Apuli Arview's played pretty well lately as well. You got to get some more uh, from your depth forwards. And 
that's still an area where the Oilers need to improve. All right, that's the uh, Tuesday NHL card for you right here on the Ice Guys. I've gotten through all six games. We'll get to best bets in just a second. It was a good night on the betting board for us last night. We'll see if we can keep it going here on this Tuesday night. But before we get to best bets, got to take care of some business and remind you guys watching and listening that to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. You're going to get bet boosts. You're going to get exclusive insider deals. You're going to get uh, incentives. Uh, all of that included uh, if you use that promo code down and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use that promo code THPN, which of course stands for the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, it is time for best bets. Uh, let's go around the horn. We'll start with Alex, best bet for Tuesday. Well, I got some breaking news that's not hockey related, but still big in the world of sports. Tiger Woods was injured in a, a rollover collision. Uh, this was hitting Twitter in the last 15 minutes. They said they had to use the jaws of life to get him out. Uh, haven't heard any any other updates Jesus. other than that. So uh, definitely keeping oh. an, an ear out for that. That's something we'll probably be seeing all day. Wow. Uh, so I'm just reading that. So, uh, wow. you know, tough to hear. Hopefully hopefully things will go well with him. But um, for the, this card tonight, and I want to add to the regular card. I like the, the over with Chicago-Columbus, the five and a half at minus $1.10. But my best bet will be Detroit and Nashville, first period over. Uh, you can get that around minus a dollar five. All right, Detroit, Nashville, over one and a half, minus 105 in the first period for Alex B. Smith. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, uh, best bet. What do you like? Guys, I'm going to go with that under in the Edmonton Oilers, Vancouver Canucks. I'm going to I'm going to ride that defensive play by the Oilers right now and see where that goes. All right, Edmonton, Vancouver, under six and a half, minus 110 uh, for Jimmy Murphy with his best bet. Mine's going to be, uh, even after the little bit of a line move here, the New Jersey Devils, minus 140. El Diablo. Uh, against the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, I like the situation. I like the way the Devils have played since they returned. Now they got everybody healthy, including their newly minted captain, Nico Heashier. They lost to Buffalo Saturday afternoon, 3-2. Bit of a flat spot, early start after the big wins against the Rangers and the Bruins. Uh, they won't look past Buffalo this time around, and they're the team that's in better form right now, in my opinion. So for me, New Jersey, minus 140 over Buffalo will be my best bet for this uh, Tuesday NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening. If you can't check out the show live on YouTube when we record it at 2 p.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday, noon Eastern on Saturday and Sunday, make sure you download the show in audio podcast form available on all major podcast providers. Uh, for Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of The Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.